Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash voices in my head. That's audibletrial.com slash voices in my head. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's audibletrial.com slash voices in my head. Give it a try today. Welcome to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of me, Rick Lee James. I'm a recording artist, a singer, songwriter, an author, a worship leader, and an ordained minister in the Church of the Nazarene. The Voices in My Head podcast is your source for discussions on music, literature, movies, pop culture, theology, and more. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the latest episode of the Voices in My Head podcast. And don't forget to let the voices in your head be heard by following me on Twitter at Rick Lee James and sharing your thoughts about today's show. Welcome back to Voices in My Head. Boy, I'm glad to be here with you tonight. Thank you. Well, it may be morning wherever you are. It's it's a night for me. Um, I've had a very interesting day. It's been a great day. Uh, at the time of recording this, uh, by the way, this is the 16th of August. If you're listening, who knows what day it'll be. It's probably going to be after the 16th. But today was the day that I have been anticipating for a while where we finally got to release the music video for More Than the Watchmen, Psalm 130. And uh, you never know, I, I hoped and prayed and, and, uh, and wanted people to share this video as much as possible. And I kind of can watch things on Facebook because they tell you how many views you've had. And the video went out at 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time this morning. Uh, I am recording this at 9 o'clock p.m., so we've had 12 hours in between, and I've hoped and prayed maybe we could have 100 views an hour. And we are well beyond that. I think we're going to get over 2,000 views uh, maybe in the next uh, couple hours from now. Right now we're sitting at over 1,700 views of this video. Uh, it seems like people have been sharing it quite a lot. I've had so many nice comments from people throughout the day that they have been uh, watching it and, and sharing it with other people. Um, and I woke up, I, I wasn't sure how the day was going to go. It was an interesting morning. By the way, this is not an episode about the music video. I'm just trying to update you on some things before I get into what this episode is really about. So bear with me for a moment. Um, but I woke up with the strangest comments because I had been posting about, you know, we can we can hopefully help refugees through this video, and that is my hope and prayer. It's the heartbeat of, of why I made this video in the first place. And I woke up, oddly enough, on my phone. Uh, I had messages. People had been writing on my page. I had to delete a couple of the comments because um, I was being insulted. Uh, I was being told to wake up, and, and uh, you know, they really were... Um, people offended, I guess, that I was about helping refugees, and it was odd. People I didn't know, it, it, it seemed very hateful, and, uh, you know, in the environment that we're in right now, um, which is what I'm going to talk a little bit about tonight, not entirely, but um, it, it's just sad that we are um, at a place where helping others and helping people in the deepest need, uh, that the people are so against that, and uh, God help us if we're in that place as a country right now. Um, but but one comment about the video beyond that: once the video started sharing, um, I really had nothing 
but incredibly encouraging comments. Um, and I, I can't believe how much it's being shared already. My hope and prayer is that it will will go well beyond where I can take it myself and that people will be able to um, to find some ways to help if for no other reason just share the stories of some of these people. Uh, I do want you to know if you haven't seen the music video yet, maybe one of the easiest ways for you to see it is on the front page of rickleyjames.com. That's my website. Uh, I put a link right at the top of the page that says uh, More Than the Watchman. You can click on that and it'll take you to a, a, a special page that I made for the music video, which is inside the website. And it's easier to uh, point you to there than to give you the actual um, website. It's a real long um, address, so I'm not going to give you that. But if you go to rickleejames.com, it's right there on the top of the page. And what that will do is it'll take you to a site that says More Than the Watchman Psalm 130 Official Music Video. From that page, you can watch um, the YouTube video straight from there. It also has a couple links of uh, the albums that this song is included on, where you can find it. And it also has this little message in the middle of the page. It says, when you share this video, please consider adding a message like the following. And the message just says, together we can help millions of refugees who have been forced from their homes by violence and war. Hashtag refugees at Rick Lee James. And the reason I included that in those letters is that will fit if you share it in Twitter. Um, so if you're a person that uses Twitter like I do, um, that allows you to, to link my name. It gives a hashtag for refugees and hopefully will point people with a heart to help um, to the video where they can see it and find some ways to help. Also on that page, you'll find a link that says find out how you can help today at www.ncm.org slash refugees. And that will take you to Nazarene Compassionate Ministries uh, website, and you'll find a lot more information about what refugees are going through. You'll find out ways you can help, even ways that you can pray that you may not have known about before. And then there's another link at the bottom with uh, uh, it will point you to Lifeway Worship if you are interested in buying sheet music for this song that you can use uh, either for your own enjoyment or for congregations. So just wanted to make you aware of that. And, of course, you can watch it over on Facebook, too. You can go to the Facebook uh, artist page, Rick Lee James artist page, facebook.com uh, slash Rick Lee James, and you'll be able to, to find it there. I encourage you to share it, and share it often if you can. Share it in groups, share it in pages. Uh, share it if, if you have a playlist on YouTube. Feel free to share that. Um, if you're on Spotify, you can share the song. Um, I, I want to get the message out about this. And, and the more that we actually point people to the links online, uh, the more that we can actually point them to NCM's website where they can actually find out more information, how to do some practical help to helping these refugees in ways that you may not have thought about before. So uh, that's just sort of an update on things. It's been a good day overall for the music video release. Well, I want to share briefly before I get into the real topic tonight, but I just got back from an event called Standing in Solidarity Against Hate. Uh, it was here in downtown Springfield, Ohio, where I live, and it was to join uh, other members from the community, people who are activists, people who are faith leaders, uh, just to stand in solidarity against racism and violence. 
Now, I don't usually like to be known for what I'm against <laughs> as a believer or even as a human, but in this case, I'm going to make an exception. I am strongly against racism. I am strongly against violence in any form. And I, I just, I wanted to be there tonight. I needed to be there with my fellow brothers and sisters in Springfield, Ohio. Um, all of us know, I'm sure at this point, about Charlottesville. It's been a, a week, uh, in, in maybe two weeks, of just feeling demoralized in some ways um, for me. Because we're starting the second week. Last week began, as you know, if you listen to the podcast, I addressed uh, the fire and fury of uh, nuclear weapons that are being threatened. And sort of the early church's view on violence and um, where we should maybe come down at when we look at Scripture. And then, uh, you know, just it seemed like hours later, um, this this group of, of Nazis, KKK members, white extremists, uh, hate groups is what they are. Um, and there's no way around that. They are hate groups. And they're violent. They carried weapons. They were ready to do... Uh, no good. And they met in Charlottesville, Virginia. We know the tragic outcome that came from that. Uh, there were protesters there protesting the hate, protesting the violence. Um, one young lady was killed. Today was her funeral. And it's just sad all around. And I know people want to say, as our president has said, uh, in a very cowardly way, like he has always done, um, he said, no, no, it's wrong on both sides. Well, just let's just get this out right now. This is not a partisan issue. It is wrong uh, to support Nazis in any way, and we should never give them equal time, and we should never listen to their hate spewing. And uh, I don't care how liberal or how conservative you are. That should just be something we all agree on. Um, it was interesting that the president backtracked his comments um, and and gave them a legitimacy on the day that we were celebrating the 1945 celebration of the end of World War II where the Nazis were defeated, and you know, you just can't, <laughs> I, I just, there's no way, and especially as a Christian, um, you cannot support Nazis, okay? Racism is wrong, hate speech is always wrong, and so we, we pray for um, all the people involved in this situation. We pray for our president, we pray for the nation, we pray for the nations, and we pray for these people who are in these extremist groups that we would not become as they are. Um, we don't want to uh, give the same hate. I believe wholeheartedly that the only thing that can change a person whose heart is full of hate is love. And I believe that the, that God is love. I don't believe that it just comes from the Father, although it does, but Scripture tells us that God is love. And if we know God, we will exhibit the love of God in our lives. And I believe it can transform. I have heard stories of people who have been transformed out of that life so I don't want to meet them with the same hate, and I don't want to meet them with the same violence. And it was wonderful to be in downtown Springfield tonight, where that was very much the message, that we stand against those who would hate others. And we wanted to just be in solidarity, um, really with a message of love, and a message that said, uh, we, we, won't, we won't abide by people who spew hate to other people. Uh, if we can agree on anything together, we should be able to agree, agree on that, I would think. And especially in the church, um, literally for the love of God, um, we need to be people who stand up against hatred. And and so uh, it was it was a proud thing to be able to stand with people who 
I live with in this city and meet some new friends. I met some um, wonderful people tonight. Some of them I hope to have on the podcast in the near future. Um, I, I met some some uh, a, a mother and daughter who are Muslims who have a, an amazing story to share and have been doing some really cool things sharing uh, about misconceptions about the Muslim community, um, trying to talk with other people of other faiths, of people who maybe don't understand and have questions, and have been doing that since uh, 2001, since 9-11. And uh, it was a, a pleasure to meet them tonight. They they said some amazing things at this rally um, that really, uh, they touched my heart. It was a beautiful moment, I think, and the generosity that they shared in those moments um, something I hope I can share with you there. There was uh, people of faith, uh, people, I'm sure some maybe that didn't have any faith at all, but it seems like everybody that spoke tonight at this event, um, I, I actually started thinking, well, I, pe- I hope the people that aren't Christians aren't offended because Jesus' name was so lifted up tonight and so prayed to this evening. But um, but I was, I was grateful to be among uh, people who had a common thread. So uh, with that being said, I, I wanted to share one thing that as the events happened in in Charlottesville, I wanted to share this chilling letter that I came across. Just to show you how evil this is and why we really need to stand united against it as Christians. There was a letter that came out of a a local synagogue there from this past weekend in Charlottesville. And as, as I'm sure all of us know that for Jewish people, Saturday is the Sabbath. And there was a group of Jews meeting for worship on Saturday morning at their synagogue. This is a letter from someone who was at that Jewish synagogue there in Charlottesville. It said, On Saturday morning I stood outside our synagogue with the armed security guard we hired after the police department refused to provide us with an officer during morning services. Even this police department's limited promise of an observer near our building was not kept. And note, we did not ask for protection of our property, only our people as they worshipped. Forty congregants were inside. Here is what I witnessed during that time. For half an hour, three men, dressed in fatigues and armed with semi-automatic rifles, stood across the street from the temple. Had they tried to enter, I don't know what I could have done to stop them, but I couldn't take my eyes off them either. Perhaps the presence of our armed guard deterred them. Perhaps their presence was just a coincidence, and I'm paranoid. I don't know. Several times, parades of Nazis passed our building, shouting, There's the synagogue, followed by chants of Sag Heil, and other anti-Semitic language. Some carried flags with swastikas, and others Nazi symbols. A guy in a white polo shirt walked by a synagogue a few times, arousing suspicion. Was he casing the building or trying to build up courage to commit a crime? We didn't know. Later I noticed that the man accused in the automobile terror attack wore the same polo shirt as the man who kept walking by our synagogue. Apparently it's the uniform of a white supremacist group. Even now, that gives me a chill. When services ended, my heart broke as I advised congregants that it would be safer to leave the temple through the back entrance rather than through the front, and to please go in groups. This is 2017 in the United States of America. Later that day, I arrived on the scene shortly after the the car plowed into peaceful protesters. 
It was a horrific and bloody scene. Soon we learned that the Nazi websites had posted a call to burn our synagogue. I sat with one of our rabbis and wondered whether we should go back to the temple to protect the building. What could I do if I were there? Fortunately, it was just talk, but we had already deemed such an attack within the realm of possibilities, taking the precautionary step of removing our Torahs, including a Holocaust scroll from the premises. Again, this is America in 2017. That's horrifying to me. Just absolutely horrifying. I want to put something in a little bit of context that my friend Brandon Sipes, who works for Nazarene Compassionate Ministries International, we were talking about this last night. And he said, just to give a little bit of context about this. Imagine if it was the other extreme. Imagine if instead of it being Nazis, let's say it was four years ago and President Obama was still in office. And let's say instead of Nazis, it was an extremist Muslim group, the same type that flew the planes into the towers at 9-11, of that same group. And they decided to meet downtown in one of our cities with weapons in hand and were spewing all kinds of hate speech about the people that they were uh, against and the people that they wanted to leave the country and um, threatening violence and threatening death. Can you imagine what would have happened? Uh, well, first of all, you know, they're people of color, so they would have been killed most likely because that's what people do in our country, unfortunately. Um, but imagine what would have happened if President Obama then stood up and said, no, no, there's wrong on both sides. Um, the, the, the Islam, the extremists, um, they, they have their point. And uh, and the people on the other side that are against anti, you know, that they're anti-Muslim extremism, they're also wrong. Imagine if that would have been made by President Obama, that statement. It is the exact same thing as what our president did now. It's just that instead of Muslim extremists, it's Nazi extremists. It's white extremists and hate people. So bear that in mind when you start a statement on Facebook or with a friend, and you start saying, first of all, I hate Nazis, but let's look at this. from No, there's no but. You just need to be against Nazis, <laughs> all right? It's sin, it's evil, and it's an ideology that no Christian can support, and don't pretend it's the same thing as people who are picketing it, <laughs> all right? A picket sign is a lot different. A picket sign saying that you are against hatred is a lot different than a person spouting hatred and there with weapons. Um, I'm not even going to argue with anybody about this. I just want you to know clearly where I stand and where I think Jesus stands on this matter. Um, it's never right, and I will. I just I don't think there's any way we can defend it in any way. I know there's not. Um, so be in prayer about this situation, for sure. Um, we need to be the church in this time. I do know this that. Um, the reason many people join extremist groups, it's the same reason that people join any group. They have found a family there. They have found people that have accepted them where other people have not. I've heard stories of people who were delivered from uh, these extremist groups who became followers of Christ and were just radically saved, and they will tell you 
that the reason they joined in the first place, it wasn't because of the hateful speech, it wasn't because of the ideology, it was because they found people who for the first time brought them in and allowed them to be one with the group. They found they had a place to belong, they had a family, they had people that looked out for them. And many people come from homes and from backgrounds and from places where people don't treat them that way. And my friends who are listening tonight, please know this. If they don't find a home in the church, they're going to find it somewhere. And it might very well be a hate group. Because even hate groups find ways to care for each other. And a lot of times that's why they're hateful, because they have been turned away in the rest of the world. All that is to say, don't become the hate. Be the love of Christ in the world. Be the love of Jesus in the world. All right. Well, speech is over as far as that. I just felt I needed to clarify um, where I stand on these matters and, and where I hope all Christians will stand in this time. Believe me, it is not a uh, Republican, Democrat, whatever. It, it's nothing like that. Uh, that gets that gets thrown in all the time. So uh, this is a humanity thing. Uh, that's why I addressed it here on the podcast tonight. I felt like it was important that we do that. Well, I want to address one other thing before I go tonight. And uh, I'll try not to, to take a super long time to do it. Uh, but I received a really nice message from someone. And a, a listener to the podcast, a new listener... And I'm going to try to bring that up quickly if I can. There was a few questions that she had asked me to address. And I thought um, I knew I was going to have a busy time and a busy day uh, with the video release. I was on a radio show uh, today and and just doing some promoting and trying to get the word out. And uh, and I, I don't know if she wants me to say her name or not. So I'm not going to say her name on the podcast. Um, but I, I did want to... Uh, let you know um, that she had asked a question, sent me kind of a lengthy message, so I'm I'm going to try as best as I can to answer a few of her questions. Uh, she starts the email by saying that she recently discovered the podcast because of this Nazarene Life podcast that I did the crossover with, and I'm finding that we're getting a lot of new visitors uh, because of that podcast. So thank you, this Nazarene Life. Um, it was great to be on your show, and I appreciated being on it. Um, And this person says um, that they are the pastor of a small home church, and they are huge fans of hymns, um, So probably because uh, this person is closer to 40. um, But this person said that they love the workshops that I did at General Assembly and the podcast about the hymns and uh, whether they are going to be the MySpace of today. And so I appreciate those kind words. Uh, well, then I got some questions I'm trying to pick out in this um, this long message. It was rather lengthy, and uh, the the main question was uh, for me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to answer this. I again I don't claim to be an expert, and there are probably people with better ideas. So if you hear these questions and you're a worship leader and you say, "Hey, I have a better idea than that," uh, by all means, please write in or even call the podcast and leave a message. Um, I, I believe we still have our voice line if you go to uh, the the podcast page. But if not, send an email or a voice text or something, and, and we'll make sure we get it on the air. Um, but the main question is, which songs would you suggest we start with in order to incorporate 
hymns a little bit more into our church and a little more palatable? Would it be better to base sermons around certain songs and theologies to slowly introduce singing? Um, what songs might be best a cappella since we don't currently have an instrumentalist? And this person says, I really love the way you modernized some of the songs, uh, which I did on the podcast from General Assembly, one of them. Um, if recordings of those are available anywhere, please point me in that direction. Um, and so, th- first of all, let me say yes. Uh, if you go to my album, Hymns, Prayers, and Invitations, some of those songs that were on that podcast um, are available there. And you can get those songs through LifeWayWorship.com. If you look up my name, Rick Lee James, you'll be able to find all my arrangements that I've had published with LifeWay from that album. So, um, you know, I'm, I'll point you to that album, first of all. Some of the songs I did were not available on there, but if you go to rickleejames.com, a few of them I have made available if you just do a search on the site. Um, I think there's even a tab. If you click on the upper left-hand corner, there are some song arrangements for hymns that I have done and have provided some lead sheets for free of charge. So you should be able to find some of those. Now, uh, the question as to, you know, which songs to start with, if you're if you're trying to, and, and this person explained that um, the church has sort of a, a minimal musical ability, uh, and people that are not fantastic at, at sight reading, um, and and we want music that it's something that that they are enjoying doing while worshiping and participating. And this person is trying to decide how to do it without feeling like an old thing to do. Um, and and hymns in many places are not well known some of the older ones especially and so they might actually feel new when you start introducing them Um, I think my suggestion would be find songs that that you feel like have um, a meter that that you find easily singable I don't really have like a specific song in mind but there are some hymns in our hymn book that are from a different era, and to be frank, they were pop songs of their era. I mean, they were sort of, even if they're like the, what I call the carousel-type songs that have a dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, you know, it almost sounds like you're riding on a horse and going around the carousel, you know. I was sinking deep in sin, you know, things like that. But what I've found is, if I go through the hymnal, uh, and I and I sing some of those old songs. First of all, it needs to be a song that I feel comfortable with, and if it's something that I can sing easily, um, I'll give you an example of a song that may not sing easily for a congregation. And almost universally, wherever I have tried to sing this, uh, it's not worked very well. I love the Lord's Prayer, but when I have used the Lord's Prayer from the hymnal, that's just an example of a song with an irregular meter that is very hard for most congregations to sing unless they've been singing it for a very long time or the prayer of St. Francis called Eternal Life, which is in the Nazarene hymnal. It might be called something different than other ones. Um, But if you can go through and find a song um, that has a consistent meter to it, I would just say uh, try to seek out those songs, first of all. There's a reason that like a song like Amazing Grace has lasted, other than the lyric of it. It has a, a tune that's very consistent uh, when you're working with it. And, and that's why it's so versatile. Uh, the meter that it is written in enables it to be used in a, 
you know, a multitude of settings. You can do it upbeat. You can do it slow. You can do it mid-tempo. You can do it rocky. You can do it country. You can do it acapella. Um, did I say acapella? I meant acapella. Um, but you can do it. Uh, da, 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 da. Da, 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 you know, um, it's very consistent in that da, 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 and you know, the next line when you come back around, da, 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 and then the third line, da, 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 the, the meter, the timing is, is pretty much the same in there, even if the notes change. So I'd say, you know, kind of go to a, a hymnal that you find is familiar to you and maybe something that you feel like is easily singable. It doesn't have to just be amazing grace, but try to work in that meter. Another thing I would say is, um, and, and I have a guitar here, so maybe I can do a little bit of an example. Um, a song like Holy, Holy, Holy. I like Holy, Holy, Holy as a song to kind of reintroduce to congregations. If you look at the way it's written in a hymnal, um, it's not actually that simple for a lot of players to sit down because you'll have hopefully you can hear this i'm talking through my my earbuds right now instead of my regular microphone um but you know if you do it from the hymnal it's like uh holy There's just, there's like a lot of movement in there, you know, if you play the chords straight out as it is. But I did this this weekend in a church that was really contemporary and doesn't do a lot of hymns. One thing that you can do is instead of like playing every chord, if, if you have a hymnal that has the chords above it and if your people are not great at reading, try crossing out a few of the chords and maybe on a song like that, maybe um, just like do every uh every two beats like play on beats one and beat three on holy holy and listen to how it changes the feel when you're not doing like tons of movement on a piano or a guitar and you just have like a holy 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 lord god almighty so what you hear that is it feels a little simpler and you don't have to even do it slow, but if you're playing on beats one and beats three, I don't know if you heard that, but it was one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Um, and, and you can even do it like as a fast song if you wanted to, kind of a only, only. So there's songs like that that have like a consistent meter to them, and that consistent meter really helps. If it's in a regular meter, it's harder for everybody to sing. I just know that from experience, and it's harder to modernize songs like that. So unless you can figure out a way to make an irregular meter type song a regular one, I would suggest you try to just look for hymns in the hymn book that have a very consistent meter to it. I'm trying to think of a different one, like, um, 
and this is going to be totally on the spot, so I apologize if it's if it's not a great example. Um, to God be the glory, maybe is one um, that I'm thinking of. Uh, to God be the glory, great things He had done. So loved He the world that He gave us His Son. You know, that's another one that that it probably has a lot of movement in the hymnal, but if you can just simplify it down to a couple of chords, you don't have to play every single chord that's on the page. And that's just one of the the ways that I've found to help. You know, you can do that song with about, what, three, maybe four chords. Um, Try playing like the first chord of every measure instead of every chord that's in there. And you might have like a, To God be the glory, great things He had done. So loved he the world that he gave us his son. And I th- I think that, yeah, four chords, I think, is all you need in that song. So um, let me double check. Yeah, so four or five chords all the way through. Um, and I don't know any other way to tell you to maybe do that as far as introducing those songs. Uh, and even if you did those a cappella, I think that's doable. You know, don't don't worry so much about the the chords. I think a song like that you can do a cappella. I think you can do holy, holy, holy a cappella. It doesn't have to be like huge with a big band. I I think you could do it in a small Bible study. You know, <laughs> sit around and just start singing songs like holy, holy, holy. Um, and so yeah, I I I know that. Um, this person, if you're listening, you asked a lot more uh, than I'm able to get into probably on the podcast, and I'm and I'm still going to try to to get into it. But a lot of it, a lot of it is, you know, I I do get tired of um, as much as I like songs like like oceans and and songs that you know really do this long build and it's sort of a roller coaster ride. It does feel like at times the songs are very drawn out, and if you if you just want to do a song that doesn't have quite so much drama to it um, musically, I like those songs. I, I'm not really saying anything against songs like that. But a song that is just simple, simple, like get in and get out. <laughs> you know, um, you you don't have to to do lots of production on the song necessarily. I think there's a place for some very simple songs and for some very simple singing. And sometimes the simpler is the better. And that's, again, you know, we went, if we go back to our original example of Amazing Grace, that is just a very simple song to sing. It's, it's written very simply. It's sung very simply. And if you have trouble with that, again, go through the hymnal, look up some of the meters in the back. You might find a different hymn tune that... You know, you'll see sometimes that there are three or four, five, six uh, songs in the hymnal that are using the same tune. Or you might find a different, you know, look up the meter and see if there's other songs in the book that have the same meter that maybe even have a different tune. And if you can find something that is more singable, uh, by all means, find that. There's a lot of trial and error with, with trying to adapt and modernize hymns. So I wanted to address that a little bit tonight on the podcast as much as I could. 
I know we've had multiple subjects on this week's Voices in My Head podcast, so um, so bear with me on that. And I don't even know what to title it at this point. We've talked about the new music video, which is intended to bring uh, sort of a spotlight on the refugee crisis and to bring help to those um, who are so desperate. We've talked about uh, anti-Nazism uh, and trying to follow Jesus and to respond to our enemies with love. We've talked about modernizing hymns, and so this is um, hopefully uh, a podcast that maybe there's a little bit of something for everybody in here tonight. Um, I hope that's the case. But uh, next week, uh, on probably the next show, um, uh, Walter Brueggemann, uh, will will be with us. I get to spend some time with Walter Brueggemann again. Really looking forward to having him as a guest. I believe this is the third time that we've gotten together. I always leave encouraged and uplifted and just feeling very hopeful about the world after I've spent some time with Walter Brueggemann, um, one of our great theologians. And, and I'm just uh, honored that he, I guess, enjoys my time too because we keep doing this and getting together to hang out. And um, he's such a good man and and has done so much for the church so be looking for that probably the next episode of voices in my head unless i feel like i need to squeeze another one in here uh, but it's been great to be with you and i want to thank all of you for listening week after week um, and uh, one more uh, promo from a sponsor and then we're going to get out of here for tonight thank you for listening to voices in my head Have you ever thought to yourself, man, I'd like to host my own podcast? Well, guess what? You can go to podbean.com slash voices and get everything you need to create, manage, and promote your podcast. I use Podbean every week for voices in my head. There's easy uploading and publishing tools, stunning templates, custom domains, social and promotional tools, an embeddable podcast player, monetization tools, and more. It is your all-in-one podcasting solution. With Podbean, you can create professional podcasts in minutes without any programming knowledge. Best of all, everything is mobile-ready right from the start. So go to podbean.com voices. And when you sign up, use the code VOICES and you'll get a sizable discount. Podbean, for your home podcasting. Thank you for listening to Voices in My Head. Thank you for joining me here this week on the Voices in My Head podcast. I hope you'll visit me on my website at rickleyjames.com, follow me on Twitter at rickleyjames, like my artist page on Facebook at facebook.com slash rickleyjames, and keep up to date on what I'm writing at my author page on amazon.com. Make sure to follow my calendar on the website, and if you would like to have me come to your town to do a concert, a speaking engagement, or a book event, you can book me through my website by clicking on the link for Pair Booking Agency. That's P-A-R-E Booking. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you were to leave me a review of this podcast on iTunes. The more positive reviews that we receive, the more visible this podcast is on the internet. And now the benediction. May the God of peace, who raised Christ from the dead, strengthen your inner being for every good work. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, rest upon you and dwell within you this day and forevermore. Amen.